Hello and welcome to Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. Not a whole lot on the list you cannot see. It's been a pretty easy week outside of uh, the last couple days, which weren't like neuroses, but uh, just physically draining. So let's get right to it. One, I bought, I've been buying a lot of stuff lately. Um, I uh, uh, got uh, tickets to go see All Fantasy Everything with my friend Alex. Fantastic podcast where they draft everything from the world of pop culture. They have drafted states, birds, the Taco Bell menu. Um, trying to think. Rappers that start with Lil. I didn't listen to that one. but uh, So I'm super excited to see them live uh, as part of the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. So super excited for that. I just have been waiting for the tickets to go on sale, and they were actually weren't that badly priced. Uh, I already bought it. Going to be easy to get to the venue, and uh, excited to see my friend Alex, who I haven't seen for uh, you know a couple years now. What with uh, the COVID, um, let's see, tons to do though. Uh, I did have a pretty substantial uh, to do list, but a lot of it is just you know my basic stuff, like go get a haircut and um, restock you know supplies and groceries. Uh, what else? There was uh, oh, and it kind of ties into another note that says all the games. So all the games means, and like I said, I've been buying a bunch of stuff. The Sony Showcase came out, and they released trailers for a bunch of new games, and a few of them went on pre-order, which I immediately got, like the deluxe editions. Um, I got the deluxe edition of uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a spinoff of the Borderlands franchise of video games that I'm obsessed with. I have all the Funkos, all the games, the comics. Um, I would not be surprised if I end up with a Vault Hunter tattoo. I honestly can't imagine I wouldn't. Uh, and I pre-ordered uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which is one of the best games I've ever fucking played. So, super excited for that. Um, I don't know, it just it just t- turned into like a whole, like, I everything came out all at once, and I was like, splurge! So, and it just, you know, it felt nice to buy myself a few new things uh, because I survived a hell week, a hell weekend at work. And it wasn't that it's, that it was like difficult. It's just, it was a high volume weekend. We had a conference of about 300 to 350 people and then an 80 person wedding party staying. And it just, oh, Jesus, it's just a lot of people and we're still barely staffed. We had a few complaints. Um, you know, I mean, when you've got that conference, and they fill up uh, the on-site restaurant, bar, and lounge uh, in literally 10 to 15 minutes. The pipes agree. It's terrifying with a giant wave of people. Um, you know, it's usually all hands on deck, and usually we have at least two other sets of hands. So we're about two people down, and it was just kind of ridiculous. We managed to get through it, made some good money. Um, so that's, you know, pretty much what I spent you know, my money on is all the games and, and that, uh, the tickets for all of that. But yeah, I had to earn my weekend. It was, it was brutal. Um, I mean, they were all great. They're all patient. We were joking around. This is a group that I've dealt with for five years. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I know a lot of them, they remember me. I remember them. And, uh, so it was nice just, you know, joking, being able to joke around a lot more cause it was like, it wasn't like business travel. Um, it was like all of these, like just, 
um, really fun. Like it was like their vacation. So like drinks were flowing and jokes and we can, you know, the filter kind of drops a little more, um, which is fine because that builds that rapport that I've built with them for the last five years. Uh, we host them about twice a year and this was their big one. So, but I mean, yeah, 350 people, you know, we were three deep at the bar. My, uh, friend El Tigre is his nickname. Uh, he and I rocked it out. Um, you know, and then proceeded to, you know, grab drinks ourselves. But, you know, I, I stayed a lot longer than I usually do, about three hours longer. So they were long days. Um, the money was, was worth it in the end, but the stress was was palpable. <laughs> but that high volume uh, and long days weekend kind of put me back on uh, some of the things I had to do for my to-do list. So, you know, it's a lot of like, I got to fire off some emails, make some calls right after this, uh, and just kind of play a bit of catch up. So there's that. And finally on the list, you can't see, man, what a, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot on the list. Uh, but this one's kind of neat. I've talked about having a reoccurring dream on this show, uh, for new listeners. Uh, and I basically call the dreams as a whole, um, the room without a floor. So I had this, and usually it, it tends to be nightmares, um, that the first time I dreamt of it, it was like, I was, it was a room, it was my room, I knew that, but the floor was just dirt and had like, it was like crawling with like bugs and worms and there was something else in there with me, but I didn't know what. And, uh, this is actually a really good one to end on because it's actually going to be A, longer and B, getting into some acute mental neuroses. I know that when you dream of a room, you tend to be dreaming of like your own like mental state, um, your own kind of uh, subconscious. So uh, it tends to be like a room or a house. So the room without a floor is what I called it. And I, I woke up and was like, Jesus Christ, that was terrifying. And then I went back to bed. And over the course of maybe a year or maybe months um, or the better part of a year, I know that I'm in that room again and it keeps getting like built up, like at one point it, it had a floor, but the bugs were coming in from like underneath it. Um, and bugs tend to be, um, tend to, tend to be like, um, something you're worried about or anxiety. So just, you know, cause I've, I've looked into, I took dream analysis in college and a uh, really cool class by the way. And then like, then the next one I really remember was like, it was, like part of this house that had like this crazy surveillance system and then uh, like, like really um, like steampunk ish uh, wasn't like high tech. And then my room had like this weird, like Atlas that I was trying to like close for some reason. And it was like full of like knickknacks and bugs and old cigarettes and like chewed gum and dust and dirt. But like it had like walls and it had things on the walls uh, and then this most recent one of the room without a floor was that I was actually sleeping on a bed and I had this, uh, like blanket and, oh, by the way, uh, sorry to screw up the story, but every time the gym has woken me up, it's because there's a ghost. Um, that's, you know, just, it's like a sh- shapeless, like black shadow that always like tries to get me. Um, and I wake up like, like completely like startled, not like night terrors, but you know, like that, like shock of like being awake and be like, Oh my God. And then like, you know, I'm in my dark room and I'm like, fuck, am I still in the dream? So, um, 
in this one, uh, so I was on the bed and I had a blanket and I knew the ghost was in there with me. But then when I was like, I always like try to look at the ghost and that's when it like rushes me. Um, I was like, oh, that the ghost, like what I thought was a ghost is like part of, you know, my blanket that was on the floor. So I pulled that up and like, I was like, oh, I thought that was a ghost, but it was like, you know, just a, you know, a lamp in the dark type of thing. And then, you know, I woke up, not startled, but just woke up and I started like, you know, thinking about all of this and I was like, okay, well, based on the dream analysis, um, I realized that there like was no ghost that, you know, the, the room is less haunted now. Uh, and I really started thinking about that for a couple of days and I can tie it to wifey. So here's what I think. And the pipes agree if they're getting picked up. So wifey and I, we've been, you know, uh, seeing each other when, uh, she's at work. Um, we're still talking, you know, almost every night. Um, and life has been a little, she's figuring stuff out. Um, and it turns out she lives closer than I thought she did. So that's really nice. But very early on, um, I told her to like understand that when there's like communication silence, I think I've done something wrong. And that stems from my dad. And once again, for new listeners, um, when my dad would be, you know, mad at me or just mad in general at something, he was like quiet. Um, like clenched jaw, like he would be driving me. I remember one time I accidentally scratched uh, the hood of his car with a cardboard box somehow, and he was mad. And um, the entire drive there, he didn't say a fucking word and uh, no radio. It was like just silence that I you just it was I just stewed in, uh, terrified. Um, and I remember like you know when he dropped me off at my mom's, like I ran to her and started crying, and I was like, I'm sorry, I scratched Dad's car. And my mom's like, What the fuck is going on? And of course, like, you know, in the end, like he was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It's just like it was a new car, I think. And so when there's silence, uh, I feel like I've done something wrong. And I think two things come out of that. One, that's why I never shut up. Uh, Silence terrifies me. Uh, And, and, um, you know, so I told her that, you know, when you don't text back or I don't, you know, hear from you, I think something's up. And she was like, okay. And there was, you know, when everything happened with the, uh, you know, her daughter breaking her wrist and her car breaking down, like, obviously, you know, she was busy dealing with stuff, and I didn't know that. And and when I saw her, like, a couple days later, I was like, hey, is everything okay? You know, I I haven't heard from you. And she was like, oh, no, this happened, that happened. I said, oh, okay, I thought maybe I said something. And she goes, oh, no, 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 I'm such an asshole. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. And like I said a couple episodes ago, you know, I, she's in a good way, uh, forcing me to work on myself and I have to develop like, you know, I have to get over that phobia and like learn to be like patient and that like people's lives are not revolving around me. Um, or that, you know, I don't, I, you know, I may not have done anything at all. So, and like I said, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the whole patience thing, she's an amazing woman and it's worth it. And I told her that, um, she and I had a talk a couple, uh, I think last week where she goes, you know, everything's hectic, you know, I don't want you to think I'm leading you on, or, you know, if there's a better romantic opportunity, I was like, no, I'm, I'm waiting for you, you're great. And she was like, I can't believe you just said that, and I'm like, neither can I, but great. So, sorry, getting off on a way weird tangent on that one. So, the house, the room not being as haunted means that I'm, like, that ghost is gone, like, I'm getting better at getting comfortable with, like, communication silence. 
and that's forward momentum uh, psychologically and emotionally uh, on top of like, you know, the life momentum I talked about last week, which I'm not really going to get into because I haven't done anything for it. Didn't have the time. Uh, but it once again feels good to be, you know, free of, you know, another like anxiety weight. So, or the weight of another anxiety rather. Sorry, I said anxiety weight. It's because I'm playing a video game that has like mental constructs and uh, anxieties are these little mosquito things that drop weights on you. Uh, <laughs> play Psychonauts too. It's great. Anyway, um, but yeah, it feels freeing. It's once again like there's a line from a Grant Morrison X-Men comic that I am very fond of because it says, you never know how sick you were until you uh, get better. Um, or you never know how bad you feel until you get better. And I have carried that with me uh, as a psychological thing um, ever since all of my therapy. Because the minute I started working through stuff and getting all the poison out of the well, so to speak, and cleaning up my side of the street, it was like, oh, this is how normal people are. Um, you know, not that I was hideously abnormal. I think more, I think normal people aren't as normal as, you know, I think or anyone else thinks. Um, Everyone's got, you know, something. But, uh, yeah, it, it feels really good to have woken up from that dream, not startled awake, and go, oh, I'm working, I've, I think I've worked through something, and I feel better about it. So, uh, hopefully the next time I have uh, the room without a floor dream, if I have it again, um, can't imagine I wouldn't with my level of neuroses, uh, I'm, I'm going to really, like, you know, try to remember, like, you know, what happens so that I can, you know, reassess, like, what the ghost does, what I do, like, how the room looks. So, um, I'm actually really excited for a nightmare. Uh, and that's it from the list you cannot see. So, from Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Less Haunted Dreams edition. Good night, Internet. If you've liked what you've heard, listen and subscribe to our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, PETA's and Honey Bunch's Pop Culture Spectacular, Fear Agents, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.bacnpodcast.com. Yeah.